There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more. ¿Qué tal amigos? Mi nombre es Roman Rojas y Tremenda Vaina es el podcast donde te contamos cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro historias solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? En el último episodio de Tremenda Vaina te contamos de un muchacho en China que vendió una parte de su cuerpo para comprarse un iPad. ¿Será verdad? ¿Será mentira? Suscríbete en iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify o tu plataforma favorita. También nos puedes seguir en Twitter, Instagram o Facebook. El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Yo, 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 We gotta turn it up like we never turned it up before. Mm. New York is in the West Coast, baby. Rachel, Rachel, I have to ask you, how does it feel? How does it feel to do a podcast that normally is in New York and we're doing it in LA? You know what I'm gonna say. It feels amazing. Mm. It really feels amazing. The vibe, everything. Well, listen, this is the Latinos Out Loud podcast. We're out here on the West Coast. <laughs> California knows how to party. Californians. Yeah. Driving down the airway. We took the 405 to get here. To the You did do it. 16. Well, no. Ex- we don't know any of the highways. Exit 16. I said 808. 808 in Heartbreaks? But it's episode 15. 15. Wow. Hi, I'm Rachel La Loca. I'm Juan Bajo. Wow. Hollywood J. Fern. Oh, Hi. snap. Frank Nibs. That's up, it, Frank? Frank? No, you need an L.A. version. We I all know, did I'm gonna it. Have to, I'm going to have to dig up. I'm going to have to start looking for names. See, I don't have to change mine because I'm Rachel La L.A. Oh. You need a hat like that, La. You need that. Rachel L.A. Loca. Yo. L.A. Loca's in the building. Oh, she's coming out tonight, boy. I can't wait to go out later. Oh, man. L.A. We got off tomorrow. There's no production for what we're out here for tomorrow. So tonight is going to be Liddy Three Titties. Wait, Three Titties? Yeah. That's abnormal. That's some total recall. Yeah. That's what the kids are saying now. Oh, it's gone to that? Shout out to fucking this guy. Ken Stars. Ken Stars. Like, started a monster with that saying. Frank, um, I'm super excited about the question I'm about to ask you. Oh, boy. So last week... uh, I feel like last week's fake news was scarier mm-hmm. because you were telling something that happens in L.A. and we might experience it. Mm-hmm. 
this week, give us a little nugget, like uh, another L.A. version. I'm afraid. No, 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 no. Guys, this area, like I said last week, has always had, like, UFO involvement, like, you know, this part of the country. And there was a battle of Los Angeles in 1942 where you had uh, U.S. Army uh, troops shooting up for almost seven hours, shooting up in the air because uh, people actually thought they saw UFOs. Wow. And uh, yeah, it made the Malibu Times and it made the LA Times. It happened in February 25th of 1942. This is a very, uh, very, 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 very special. I could see day. UFOs coming here. It would be easy. I mean, no offense to the Los Angeles, but like it'd be easy to abduct the people here because they'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll try it out for sure. It's free? <laughs> oh, sure. Also, the weather here is better than Mars. <laughs> Mars is very like dreary and dark. So. I would definitely come here if I was an alien. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's well, a good, it's a good destination. It's a good vacation I mean, spot. you guys said, you know, and everybody talks about yoga over here and meditation. It's for a reason. You know what I mean? People really tune in over here. There are those energies over here. And the aliens are really around this area. They wow. really are. And that battle of 1942, like, civilians and the people in the military said they actually saw, like, spaceships. And the government later on said there was weather balloons and what have you. But people actually saw, like, spaceships, and they shot up for hours at a time. And, look, people even died because there were so many shells that they came raining down, and they came raining down on people, and they actually killed people. Oh, my God. So this was like a, this wasn't like, this wasn't like no little, oh. What was, nah. Who was their representation? The aliens. Like, who were they represented by? I have no I'm idea. I'm talking about agents and managers. There's LA, <laughs> LA, right? You know what I'm saying? They all have... <laughs> Jamie! Wow, Jamie, that was such an L.A. joke. I know. What is, yeah, the L.A. joke, so the East Coast people are like, ah, yeah, no, not yet, we're not there yet. (laughs) Frank, I I feel like you have changed in the couple of days we've been here. It's like you are, you just, it's like you released it, like this is your destiny. You come here and you have such a different vibe. You like it here? I love it here. Mm. Yeah, I do. Frank might be the next Dominican in Cali. You know? Because Mike's always kind of had like an L.A. vibe because he's always juicing. Right, right, right. And he's like, sometimes he's fake with people. Yeah, definitely. Holly- yeah. Hollywood fake. Yeah. Um, but but Frank, now you're getting a little taste. What, what do you feel like you... What's the most L.A. thing about you you think right now? Oh, man. I like dressing up, guys. You know that. Okay. So, you know... Yep. We go. Hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. There's been two people on the podcast talk about this whole LA voice. You're doing it right now. It live. Like you're doing it already. Usually it takes six months. You already sped along and yeah. You know. Hey. We may be doing the LOL from here. You never know on a regular. Are you going to change your name or something? I don't know, guys. I mean, It's Niv. not Frank. It's Frank. It's Frank. 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 <laughs> hey, let's see, guys. Let's see what's going on. And you've been working out a lot with, with Mike. Yeah, we've been. Yo, yo we've been gym buddies. I mean, you know, this warm weather, like, you really feel like Hotel working out. Hotel gym buddies. We yeah. Are, yeah, like, yeah. I'm going We're creating to a new, yeah, there's a new <laughs> niche. I'm going to look for burger spots and shit. And then, my, and then Frank's like, nah, I'm doing cardio. Yo, you know what Frank said? So the, the, the treadmills and the cross thingy and the bikes, they all have screens where, like, uh, and, like, um, Fake uh, screens, screens and, with trees and they have and, like, trees. Park. Oh, and they, cool. So you look like you're running. So when 
you, there. Yeah, so when you're actually doing the elliptical, it looks like you're actually like going through the mountains and going through the Grand Canyon. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I told Mike, like, yo, this thing like takes me in, man. I really feel like I'm out here, like in the yo, wild, Frank, in the wilderness. I'm Frank it out. was yo, Frank was so hypnotized by it. He was on that treadmill for two hours. Yeah, oh like, yeah, he did not want to get out. It keeps you on. Yo, I'm sightseeing and running. Yeah. Yo, it's a great combination. Yeah. Well, I was in Tokyo right now, son. <laughs> and I, it's the I, cherry uh, blossom season. I went to the gym just to take some Instagram pics and then I left. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted people to think I was at the gym. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, right. So yeah. It's but a very LA thing. It's a workout. You got to pick up your phone. Yeah. You got to, you know, bring it back down. Uh-huh. It's tough. But you even see, see like older people here. I see a lot of older people working out. You have to. Yeah. With their like tans, they look like yeah. Yo, but nobody's that, walk, yeah. nobody walks around here, so you need to have some uh, sort of yes. exercise plan. Yes. Yes. nobody does walk. Yeah, you look like a weirdo walk, walking around. I here. felt like yeah, we. I was. I felt like a weirdo because from the burger shop, walk back to the hotel, and like the streets were empty, right. and I'm just like this feels. But I yeah. like it. I like that it's not so packed. Like you're so used to. Being in New York, I like... walked from church to Seven Eleven, and people were like, <laughs> and I was carrying palms. Are you okay, lady? I looked like a fucking like you know, I was the, representing the Mormons or something, like walking around, like trying to convert people, <laughs> <Is> like evangelizing <laughs> Roman Catholicism on Palm Sunday Did through the stop streets. Is of Jimmy, car? did your LA. car break down? Jimmy, you... I have a question for you. So we're back um, in LA, yeah, um, and I know you told the story a couple, like well, like two years ago. About when you jaywalked and you had that con- yeah. confrontation with the cop, right? Yeah, do yeah. you feel like you want to go back to that same old spot at the same time and try it again and probably like have the opportunity to see the cop that did? Well, did it I to know you? what time it was because I was seeing a midnight screening uh, at a theater around that neighborhood, and it was still like eleven fifty-seven or something. So I could literally, I can do that tonight, eleven fifty-seven. You should uh, jaywalk on that street because nobody was even on that street, so it'd probably still be kind of like you it was. Just, there was a car them. really far away from me. What would you do differently? So this time around, boom! You see him for the second time. I would have just kept do? running before the cops started talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, st- I, I, I stopped and listened to him. Yeah. I should have just ran, go over at some gates, some people's yards and shit. <laughs> I would have Ferris Bueller'd out of there and shit, definitely. But um, you would have those helicopters chasing you. Yeah, I, yeah, it'll be live on like the news. Yeah, yeah. We are, um, we are. Uh, I'm chasing him. The cops are chasing a man. Oh. <laughs> Chips would have been after you. Chips, <laughs> Eric Estrada. Eric yeah. Estrada is chasing um, you down. Shout out uh, Eric Estrada, though. You know? All right. So I think it's time for the interview. All right, you guys. It's that part of the show where we interview somebody amazing. Like, so amazing. I can't even, I don't even know. There's an amazing scale. I and see on that. the amazing scale, one to 10, this is easily a 25. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, he's a good friend of ours for over a decade. Please put your hands together for Carlos Santos. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm happy to be here in this hotel room. Can we say that we're in a hotel room? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Are we talking about it? Who likes Uncrustables? Because um. <laughs> it's all over Carlos there. Is coming in aggressive. Uh, Who's a fan? Carlos is coming in aggressive. <laughs> Who like? And we also have two uh, packs of Uno cards, if you didn't see that. Oh, yeah. man. Definitely. You guys are set up for an awesome segment. slumber party. <laughs> I segment. said you could do the podcast in my room. I didn't say you can comment on the things in my room, okay? I love the pillow fort in the corner. Okay. Yeah. Um, just please leave my uh, activities alone. Oh, no, you, that's fine. We're not judging. I'm just asking. Because you were tearing up my jelly beans a minute ago. Oh, I thought that was community Damn. jelly beans. No, oh, okay. no, they weren't. Well, they were you open. jelly belly jelly beans are for the community? You know oh. how expensive those are? All right, but they shouldn't be so those close to me. <laughs> this crafty table over here is looks awesome. You guys really 
pan, pan over there because we got video. <laughs> Look at this that. Is the, the last Spare minute. no expense. The last minute snack <laughs> section. Yeah, and who doesn't love Uncrustables peanut butter and jelly? Uh, we're not judging. I'm asking who's the one that's a fan. Because <laughs> it's how long have you been here? Because it's already it's in the trash it's already. Wednesday. There's only four in a box. Jew moment. I'm paying five dollars for four sandwiches. That's fine. It's There's really no judgment. Not... I feel like you feel like I'm judging, and I'm just celebrating. No, I think you should celebrate. Uncrustables <laughs> are fantastic. Okay, I love it. Okay, welcome so to the nephew. Latinos Out Loud podcast. Keep good. Yeah, because Carlos is a friend of ours, and okay, I think we need to present him with like an embroidered robe of some sort. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. He is a two timer. He was on the Bochicha Bueno show on Urban Latino Radio back in the day. Literally April of 2010, you guys. Yes. I just scrolled down for a good 20 minutes down uh, my Facebook feed, and I found the picture. Yes. And that, it was a, a, a picture at the beginning of April of 2010. That was pre-podcast, right? That was like internet radio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's where it was headed. That was That's where it was headed. Well, you know, when the kids used to listen to internet radio and the internet bars. Yeah. And, right. You know. With their uh, internet Walkman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I couldn't make that show. I think I was sick, which often I am. Um, yeah. But sadly. <laughs> I remember. And then your cousin Jerry filled in. Elmo yeah. came in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry in the building. Yo. He's on the bed. He's on the hotel bed. <laughs> spread out. He's spread he's, out. He's, he's very eagle. He's very comfortable. He's, uh, he makes himself very comfortable. <laughs> you guys Does he have to have his pants off like that? <laughs> That's Jerry. Give me better snow angels. Oh, there he goes. Yeah, he's a little drunk. Oh, man. What a blessing this is. No, nothing right? has changed, I see. No, nothing. Nothing. Here we are, you guys, like together as friends that are bi coastal. Yeah. Right? Because we see you in New York at times. Yeah, right? sometimes. And now you're out here. So tell us a little bit about your life out here, what you've been doing. So I moved back to, well, I was, uh, I was in New York for four years when I was at MTV Tres. And then I was done in 2010, so I moved back to LA in 2011. So ever since, I've kind of, I kind of gave up uh, hosting a little bit, um, and I kind of started from scratch, basically, because I saw where I was headed, and I kind of had to make a choice at that point. Because uh, you know, as you know, as minorities, and I'm, I don't mean to get too serious, real quick, but you know, Please. like we get we get uh, pigeonholed very quickly. And I was seeing where I was headed, and I always, I mean, I love comedy more than I love hosting. And so I had to make a choice. And that choice took me literally 10 years. And now I, and this is a great time to, to talk about it because all that sacrifice has finally paid off. I mean, it's cause for <laughs> celebration. Yes. Should we talk about it? Yeah, let's talk about it. Yo, your boy has been cast on the show Gente Fai that's going to be on Netflix, uh, y'all. Yes. I, I jumped from hoops, man. I went straight. I, I fooled around with pilot season. I got myself a series. That's, what? that's, uh, that's okay, okay. It's a big deal. We're I'm going not, I don't fast. even believe it. Walk us through this, please. So pilot season for you laymen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and women. Sorry. And lay women. Uh, let's, <laughs> lay people. For you lay people. <laughs> for the lay people. Uh, pilot season is what happens in uh, Hollywood or California or whatever. What do you... Um, yeah, Hollywood, I guess you could call it. It sounds weird to say it. Hollywood! Uh, every At the beginning of every year, pilot season is all the new shows that ba- basically uh, try to compete to, to get on in the networks, whether it's on TV or in the internet. And so it's just like a, it's like a crazy time where everybody auditions for a bunch of things. And then from that, they choose what shows are going to get uh, casted. Then they shoot the pilots and people wait for like four to five months. Actors have to wait usually. And then if, they, if the shows get picked up, then you start shooting usually in the fall. And that's the process, basically. So it's pilot season at the beginning of the year. And then there's TV season uh, starting in August, September. 
Um, and that's basically, and in between, there's obviously now there's a bunch of stuff happening with like streaming. So, but back in the day when it was just like network and cable, it was very strict. So, um, man, I don't know what to tell you. I, I had an amazing pilot season, which I hadn't had before. I, I literally, I don't know. I think it has to do with a bunch of stuff. We could talk about it, but I feel like last year I went in hard with UCB, uh, upright citizens brigade for you late people. <laughs> Uh, comedy school. I really went in hard, and I didn't even book that much uh, last year. But I feel like it really paid off uh, this year. So I'm just happy to be in that position right now. What were some of the things that you did? Like, walk us through your strategy, if you will. If you yeah. don't want to disclose your secrets, that's fine too. Yeah, but tell us, because you know, a lot of our listeners, and you know, even us, we're also affiliated or engaged with UCB. But like, walk us through your little roadmap. So, from like, what? How far do you want me to go? <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, like well, you say UCB was a key component and you sort right. of planted a lot I of organically, seeds last year. I organically got into UCB. Well, I had done UCB in New York when I, back in 2010, actually. That's when I started with UCB. I did the first two levels of improv and then when I came back, I just didn't have money. So I waited. I didn't really get back into it until 2014. Um, and then it just kind of naturally progressed where I just kind of became a part of the school i always felt like i was an outsider but i started to meet people slowly but surely and then i started doing shows and eventually i auditioned for for their mod teams which is the sketch teams i have the improv teams and this and the sketch teams and last year was the first time i got on at the Amazing. same time i started doing uh i had i had i started doing a spanish improv i was in a spanish improv group called improvisos peligrosos and we started back in 2015 um with yeah. raiz alicea Tony Rodriguez and Oscar and a bunch of Oscar Montoya and a bunch of other people. Uh, but out of all that, that group, I think just the four of us kind of like we're always kind of clicking and we just kind of took it to the next level. And so Riza really hustled, uh, hustled. It really, it's a it, it's shout out to Riza for for just pulling it together and going in there and say, like, we need to have the show. There's no representation. And people were like, all right, let's give you a shot. Yes. And literally January of 2018, we had our first show and it was sold out. It was so sold out that some like a lady passed out by oh, the stairs Jesus. and it was like dangerous. Yeah. Cause there was like, no, it's okay. We can have sound effects. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> don't worry. It's all right, man. You can, you can react. Um, it was like that good so it was like the beginning of, it, it was amazing because I feel like when we were doing Improvisos Peligrosos it was like okay I think people were scared because it was all in Spanish oh. but as soon as we just made it about like it didn't matter uh, if it was Spanish or English it was just basically the community and once that started the love was just immediate and so we had a really great year we had our uh, anniversary in February of this year and I feel like it just started to create a momentum in terms of like how people were seeing. And that's really that's really the secret, not the secret. You just have to keep building, you know, like you hear from whether it's uh, YouTube or whatever. It's just whatever keeps you sharpened. Like you're, you have to keep working on those tools and trying to get out there, whether it's on the Internet or it's live. And I feel like in my case, um, I think YouTube and kind of I've had a, an interesting relationship with like like I've done stuff for like the internet, but I've never done stuff for my own self. Like I feel like I've I did a lot of stuff with Ray William Johnson, which back in the day he was like the yes. big YouTube guy. So I started working with him because I had met him. I did the CBS Diversity Showcase back in 2011. Dope. And so we met, and eventually we started working together. So I like the idea of doing stuff, but I, but it was it was never like a thing where I started something. And so I feel like UCB was the thing that kind of felt like I could kind of like dig in. And it, and it, you know, it, I think it proved positive. 
Yeah. This year, I guess. I mean, you've had some amazing guests, and when you do the yeah. show every month, yeah, and people in the audience as well. Um, since you started, what have you seen as far as the difference in UCB and like Latinos? Like, yo, I can come see a show that I'm seeing people in the stage that reflect us. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, and that's I think that's the immediate love that we needed, man. And it, honestly, and I, I don't think I'm exaggerating, all the minority shows that are at UCB are killing it right now. There are a couple shows. There's uh, Asian AF who is just selling out. I mean, it's just like at capacity. And an offshoot of that is Filipino AF. They also have uh, Obama's Other Daughters, which is four black girls that are amazing. And they always put on a great show. I mean, it's just like, it's just the time and people are just like legit responding to it in such a beautiful way. And uh, I'm just happy to be a part of that organically because I've always, like I said, I've always felt like I've been the outsider. I've never felt like I'm the like part of the crew. So I feel like for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm legitimately part of something that's kind of cool. That's awesome. Um, oh, I thought I cut some. <laughs> a lot came out of me. A lot came out yeah. of me. Right now. <laughs> okay, so we're all excited to hear about the show. Please tell us about Gentify. Okay, so a huge shout out to Marvin Lemus and Linda Chavez. They've been working on this project for years since like I think 2016. They did a web series version of the show as a concept and it went to Sundance and it went to a bunch of stuff eventually America I think event uh, America Ferrera was also attached to it as executive producer so it just it's such a beautiful story man because it just kept building slowly but surely it got this momentum and eventually it got bought by Netflix and so at the beginning of the year and I had heard of it because I had I'd worked with Marvin actually in the past he'd taken pictures of us because he, he's a cinematographer as well as a director and a writer. So he had taken pictures of Spanish Aggie Presents at the beginning of the oh, year. Whatever the pictures wow. you see where we're okay. like, it looks like Miami Sound Machine. Yeah. Uh, it, it was from <laughs> from him. So we, I mean, I knew what was happening and then we heard when Netflix got it. But I, in my wildest dreams that I think that I was going to like even like be working on it. So it just kind of happened um, during this pilot season. Uh, and it was just like a beautiful thing to be a part of it. And it really, it's like, I mean, we could talk about like, advice and stuff later on but it just really it's really the, the the confirmation that when something's for you like legit like you keep as minorities like you always feel like you have to prove yourself and that's really been my life it's just in hollywood is always trying to prove a lot of open ethnicity stuff happens in auditions so you're always competing against asians and black people and it's never a role that's for you so like this opportunity was legit a role that i that's basically a version of me and it was like, there was just no denying. I mean, there was just no denying that that was going to be it for me. So it was just like a, like a, you know, and I don't think people realize a lot of actors, especially minority people that are fighting the good fight, they realize that it's hard. It's like okay to feel frustrated because it's hard to find roles out there. It's nearly impossible to find roles that actually like are you or that you can like, you know, because you always like, I feel like white people got it easy that way, you know? Like, they got all these roles that they can kind of kind of fight for. Um, and obviously, I mean, it's just, I don't know what to say. It's just magical. It's just, a, it's, just it's a, it's all happening right now, guys. It's well, all listen, happening right now. When I, listen, I'm very emotional. Boo-boo. Listen, boo-boo. You have been putting in There's the work. I thought it was supposed to be funny, and I'm getting emotional. It, right this now. is the forum, okay? okay. Yeah. Listen, I cry like every four episodes, okay. and it works. It's good yeah. for ratings. Good, good, good. Um, so if you want to cry, okay. 
Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Boo Boo, you've been putting in the work. Mm. We know. We've been watching from afar. We've been watching you in New York. It's been well over a decade that you've been grinding. So, listen, we have a lot of actors and writers and entertainers, period, that listen to this podcast. Give us some advice, some tips on, like, through the frustration, through the ups, through the downs, through this over 10-year trajectory, how do you stay up? Okay. Uh, that's a good question. Um... And you can cry now. This yeah, is a I'm good gonna, time. I'm tearing up, guys. You can't see it. Oh, Give him a jelly bean. <laughs> can someone get him a jelly bean? Please? Give him a bad one. Give him the black one. Get him a black jelly bean. <laughs> Licorice? I don't like. Nobody Rich likes them, but maybe Rich it'll make you like. trying to be like Barbara Walters now. Like, it'll make your eyes one. tear or this something. This is the one's going to make a weird cry. One. I think I got a root I'm beer. I'm ready one. for it. It's weird. A root beer flavored jelly bean. Ew, gross. You can spit it out if you want. Okay. Yeah, the jelly beans are only $21 a bag. Don't worry about it. Really? So in your list of top three, it's like Uncrustables, then Jelly Beans, and what's the third jelly one? Jelly Beans are first, boo Okay, got it. Yeah, I'd rather have dinner. Well, I mean, there's, uh, it, there's, it's still a full bag, so I would. That's going to be breakfast tomorrow. Got it. Got it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's 23. Okay, so tell any, us. So the question that you're saying is how do I, how did I survive? I, I don't honestly, I feel like not by myself for sure. I think I have such a strong um, family uh, background or whatever with. A support from my family, I think, is super important. I mean, that goes without saying. But I feel like I had a choice to make. Every, I think every actor, writer, anybody that's an entertainer has a choice um, where they have to kind of look at what they're doing and what they want to do. And everybody, I think, goes through this. And you have to make a choice. What's easiest for you and what you actually want. And I feel like a lot of people end up taking what's easiest because they know they're working. In my case, it was hosting. Um, I was headed to become, I was going to become Mario Lopez. Yeah. It was my trajectory. And I literally, when I turned 30, I was like, I got to make a choice because whatever choices I made from that point on was going to determine the next 10 years of my life. Yeah. Obviously. When so I got back, when I got back from New York, I mean, it was just happened. It happened to be that I, when I moved back to LA, I was turning 30. So I had to make a choice and I turned down everything. So I was broke. I was uh, I was hungry I and mean, I didn't eat for a long time. 2011 through 2012 was a hell of a, it was a hell of a time, man. I, I wow. literally. But what I'm saying is, I mean, I was, obviously I didn't have a family, so it was easier for me because I knew what how far I could take it. I know it's a lot harder when you have to deal when you have to take care of other people. But as far as I was concerned, man, I was like, I can have Jolly Ranchers and Pancake Mix. That's all I had in my at one point. That's all I had in my. You looked great back then. Yeah, no, it was like, my uh, best. Yeah. It was a great My abs were for just yeah. taken. <laughs> I noticed a couple of teeth fell out, though. Yeah, Maybe yeah, you were yeah. dealing oh, with Oh, that's the crystal myth. Uh, oh. But, um, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, you got to you gotta do what you got to do. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you got to balance it out. You got to balance it out. Yeah, You but know, it's wow. priorities, right? The, the priorities of where your money goes to. Uh, Arizona, I think, or New Mexico. I don't know. Uh, breaking Bad. Hashtag Breaking Bad. I but, was um, so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. But I feel like, um, what was I going to say about finish, just to finish that loop is that um, I made that choice and and it's hard because I went through a lot. Of, like if you look at these 10 years, it's been tough, but I think that's what kind of like can take you to where you want to go. Is so you have to go through some shit. That's it. Yeah, man. You just have to be willing to go through some shit. And if you have a tiny amount of talent and a little bit of determination and a little bit of luck, every kind of everything usually comes together at some point. But you have to persevere and you can't put a time limit on it. I hate it when people go, man, I'm going to move to L.A. Uh, for six months, man. If it doesn't work out, I'm going to leave. It's like, don't even come, dude, because it takes yeah. a long time to yeah. even if you hit it hard at the beginning, even if you make it and you move in, you're like, 
I don't know, dude, I was at the mall and somebody reached out to me. You're still, there's, you're, there's you know <laughs> so what I mean? Be, they said I should be a model and yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. fine, all yeah, right. Fine. I, <laughs> even when that shit happens, you still go through a period where you don't work and that's either going to happen at the beginning, in the middle or at the end. And so I think it, the best case for me is for you to eat shit at the beginning because then you have, not only you have better appreciation, but you know how to handle when when the stuff hap- when the stuff like the good stuff comes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And today was your first day of shooting. Literally my first day of shooting Hunt nice. Five. Here you are. And here I am. So, how was it? It was great. I just had two scenes, so I'm fine. I think uh, <laughs> no pressure for me. Yeah, it was great. But it was, was it like one of those like once you got on set, was it did you get emotional then too? Um, you just it's like- still I to be honest, and this is something that I've told people or I tell my friends in trying to be so emotionally stable through pilot, I mean, you, oh, he, okay, here's the thing. How do you survive pilot season? You have to be a little dead inside. Mm. I think you, that's a joke, but mm. for real, it's like mm. a vaccine. You have to be the right amount of dead inside so that you're okay with the rejection and you're okay with like getting something or you get to the line. And I think I got to a point finally, because with commercials, I feel like I don't give a crap about commercials. I just whip it out. And I just wait, go wait, out wait, there wait, and then wait, 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 wait. I mean, metaphorically your speaking. Uh, well, metaphorically, uh, metaphorically. What do you whip out? No, my uh, my confidence. Oh, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> or your Metro PCS. Right, my Metro PCS. I got that. Okay. Yes. You want me? You okay. want to know how I got I, Metro PCS? I need to know that because you yo, dude, it's crazy. You were on my TV for like a hot minute. You were everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That changed my life. That's how I stopped being broke. Literally. No, I I Metro PCS. Oh, you're welcome. I got residuals because of that. <laughs> I need to hear yo, I because I remember that's we ran into each other. Um, it was uh, I think a Nalip or something. I think uh, it was the Alma and that was around the time you were you were doing the commercial. But like yo, honestly, I was watching you on. T- like, yo, that's my boy Carlos, yeah. yo. It was and it was crazy because I originally was just doing the English version, and then they didn't even know I spoke Spanish. So then I started oh. doing the. The American market, the Hispanic market. Then I started doing radio. Then I started doing. I mean, it was just. You did the Chinese spot. Too, I did the Chinese spot. Yeah, it's a little offensive, but I did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I offended some people through the process, but you know, it, it is what it is. I always I thought you had Mandarin. Yeah. <laughs> Neither did I. I always thought you had great hair in those commercials. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I was like, who is this guy? Oh, yeah. And Jamie hair. is a hair, you know, expert. So yeah. am I? You, know, <laughs> you love. Can we can we talk about your hair for a second? Yeah. Uh, can I touch it? Can I run my hands yeah. through it while I while we talk? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're doing it right now. Um, <laughs> you do like to hair analyze. Yeah. Do I? I didn't know this was a thing. No, about I think you using that. I'm like, doing look, it unknowingly. That though. gel. I know that gel that you're wearing. I know it. I smell it. Yeah. <laughs> Alberto so, Cinco. so, so Metro PCS. Yeah. So, just to give you, like I was saying, I was struggling. So, literally, 2012 was the worst year of my life. Before I get into the happy, I got to give you, so you understand what kind of crazy thing. Paint I broke up with my girlfriend in four years. My dad passed away. I was broke. I like a bunch of shit happened that year. And then I just felt that that was the year that I just had to survive. I don't know. I think my friends gave me some, uh, like, miles. My fa- my family helped me out, and I ended up in Puerto Rico for the holidays. And they said, and then my agent at the time, or my still my agent, my commercial agent was like, hey, they want to see you for this thing. And I was like, whatever. I was literally at the beach. And I was like, yeah, I'll come in. I went to my, my, my I was staying with my homies. And then I just literally did like a like a spike Skype audition. It was originally gonna be like this politician type thing or whatever, and I was like, blah. I was just like so beyond it that I was just like I did it, and then they were like, oh, there it's cutting out. Can you send in like uh like tape yourself? So I got a chance because I didn't even prepare. So I basically had like the thing, then I taped the thing on like a Saturday, and by Monday they're like, hey, you need to fly to LA. 
because you are if I and I mean it's a it's a whole it's a TED talk it's a TED talk. Right. Well, we'll give you, I'll give you the short version. But I I auditioned on a Saturday, which was the seventh of January, so I literally had to survive 2012 in 2013. I booked it on a Monday. I had to get back on by Tuesday because Wednesday I was wardrobe fitting and then I was shooting Thursday and Friday. Wow. And it had to come out. And then when I got back, I I booked another McDonald's. Com- I mean, it was just like uh, an oasis of things that were happening in January of 2013. I also did a movie that was like Ghost Team 1, which is a yes. horror comedy. Yeah. We went to the screening. Yeah, that's right. Yes. In New York. That's yes. right. You're right. And I and I interviewed you in the cast for Uno Dos Tres, the YouTube channel. And yeah. we went to Chamacas. With ca- yes. That year was like kind of fun. It was literally like an oasis after all the bullshit that I had gone through. So I was three things that were like kind of fun. So there is a sort of spiritual there keep is. your mind because you can have these opportunities. If you're not ready for it, they go. I, I totally agree. And I had a lot of resentment, which again, we can get into it yeah. at another time. But like me coming back from New York and dealing with MTV, which was a lot of fun, but it was very difficult at times uh, it was a process for me so like i think it wasn't until i let go of that bullshit that i was literally able to receive this new thing so it was like a confirmation of the sacrifice it was a confirmation of all the things that i was fighting for and it, short term it literally it just lifted me up in terms of like money because i was then able to from that point on i was able to make all the choices that were creative based and not money based from that point on um, and then so, I but wait. So originally they uh, cast me for it. It was a regular commercial. What was that moment with like, no, we want a Spanish version and radio? Like, tell us how that experience was. I I think once they figured it out, I thought it was just gonna be a couple commercials, and I don't remember. At some point, they called me in and they asked me to do like a demo in Spanish, and then it just kind of I just I. It was still magical when I booked it because I was I was literally in Puerto Rico and I was trying to get on a like a standby flight to LA on that Monday. When I got the call at the airport saying you have to go, so I was like, shit, what do I do? I don't even have money to buy a ticket. So wow. I had to ask my friend to lend me some money so I could fly to <laughs> back oh, wow. to LA. And if I missed the flight, I would miss the commercial. So it was just oh, like I mean, it was like that. It was crazy. It was crazy. So I made it to the thing exactly at the time. Um, so I think at that time I was like, what is going on? Like, cause you know, I had, I had no clue I was going to pay. I, I was so poor. I couldn't even break the lease. I was in North Hollywood at the time. That's how poor I was. And like, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for my last month of January. I'm just going to go to Puerto Rico and I'm not going to, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to let it go. And then that just, it was, it's very, it's very magical. So. Obviously, we're from New York, yeah. and part of it, you were at New York, and you came in. You were talking about the struggles. Can you tell a little bit how that journey is coming from New York and coming to you know going to LA and that experience that you were working with? Uh, like you mean the transition from New York to LA? Well, yeah. I lived in LA before I went to New York, so I was here for three and a half years. I started. That's how I started hosting. There was a local television station, LA TV, still around, and I. That's. I was doing improv and stand up at the time. And so I just kind of auditioned for this thing at right, right as I moved to LA and it just kind of got it. So it was, it seemed, I, I ended up getting three and a half years of experience doing that, which then led to MTV. So it was all not planned, but I kind of went with it and it was great. I mean, I, I think I'm not, I don't feel terrible for what happened, but I had, that's why I had to make a choice because what I love most about hosting was all the times that I was doing comedy. And I had my own show for a second. I had yes, uh, remember entertainment as a second language, yes. which was like it was like having my Chappelle show, and then it went away because of the recession. So I had it for three months. Uh, so I, after they yeah. took that away, I was like, I can't toss the Daddy Yankee. I don't give. A, 
I can't. Who gives a shit about Pitbull? You know, like I can't. I mean, I love Pitbull, but what I'm saying is, like, you once you have that, you're literally that's you're you're presented with the thing that you want the most, and then it's it's taken away. You're like, oh, okay, I don't. How did you just, deal with that? Um, I don't remember. I think I just kind of that was that's why it was tough, man. That was that I lost that show. I had it in 20, 2009, and so I had that epiphany in 2009 that I had to leave hosting. Mm. I was still under contract, so I couldn't really leave till till the end of 2010. Mm. So during that process, in that summer, I started doing UCB and I started like trying to figure out what my thing was because I was still getting paid, and that's all the other thing is like I was getting paid no matter what, and people were like, "Oh, but you're getting paid." I was so miserable, dude. <laughs> I was so miserable getting a check every week and not being able to do what I wanted to do. And I and I literally said, I'd rather be broke and have all the options. And 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 yeah. and the life was like, okay, you're gonna get it. <laughs> yeah. And that's what happened. Oh, you want that? Oh Bing! I literally I that's well, as soon as I got to LA, that's what happened. So it's a struggle. I don't know, man. It's it's like it's like an adventure. All right. So you've been um in the industry for this amount of time. What do you feel like the industry is changing? Like, do you feel like now it's a time where it's sort of getting it? I understand some, there's not as many shows that I think the shows are on television, but you with the experience at, of going out there, do you feel like there is a little bit of a shift and it's changing? Well, there's a shift in terms of like how people want authenticity of ethnicity a little bit. Um, and even open ethnicity, which is a struggle for, for all of us because we're all basically fighting for the same thing. It's still something that wasn't around five or eight years ago like now people look to are like shows are trying to have some kind of ethnicity kind of fill in the thing which is kind of shitty in its own way but it's like we'll take what we can get it's still a struggle um but yeah it's definitely changed a little bit uh for the better and it's a snail pace but it's it's slowly but surely we're getting to a point where where we're kind of getting the respect that we should have all gotten all minorities should have gotten a long time ago do you see this like new generation of latino actors on the come up and if so, like, are they different than sort of our age bracket? In terms of what? Give me an example. Like, who? I'm wondering about these, like, Instagram mm -hmm. girls that are trying to make the transition, and guys yeah. trying to make the transition into acting, yeah. you know? And not to say that what they're doing on Instagram isn't acting, or I'd love to you're hear saying what... That they're, you're already saying that with your face that nobody can see. Well, that's why it's a podcast, <laughs> Carlos. I don't know if you knew that. I can have you, whatever bitch face you're, I want you're not saying as it with, I'm asking the question. You're not saying it with your voice. You're saying it with your face. You just blew me up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a skill that I have. Watch um, your back on Instagram, girl. <laughs> I don't know. There's like... there's. This, I know what you're saying. You know, and, I know what you're saying. I would love your opinion because that's a whole other question. Yeah. Millennials, you know. Yeah. I, I think it's... um. I think people in like from that from like the social media are getting smarter. I think like at the beginning it was such a gold rush um, that people thought that they could just naturally transition and become a movie star. You you know what I'm talking about. I so do. like I feel like now we're finally at a point where people have lived like these generations of kids have been around where social media has been a thing, and it's not like this new wild frontier. So they know that even if they do become viral, there needs to be kind of a respect for the craft that didn't exist before. It's slowly turning into that. And I think at some point we're all kind of coexisting in that because we as actors and entertainers, we see the effect of that. Definitely. A lot of times we won't get something because of our followers, not because of our audition or because of our talent, you know? So like, that's, that's hard. That's a struggle because it's like, Oh, it's another thing that has nothing to do with me preparing for this thing. Um, and then people that are necessary, not necessarily are as good are getting something because of their followers. So it's, I think it's kind of, it's going to even out and, you know, 
I I feel like as long as p- people have the respect that you that all the craft deserves, I think every everybody should be allowed to do whatever. But until then, those Instagram models that wait, is that what you're saying? <laughs> um, I mean, good luck to them. Yes. <laughs> right, Rachel. Speaking I'm sorry, of which, what? Uh, <laughs> uh, April Fools. Yeah. Um, looking at the timeline and I noticed that you retweeted a podcast that um is in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to it. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you tell me about this episode that it was April Fools and you did a whole podcast with someone yeah. else in Spanish? Yeah, so uh, a friend of mine, uh <laughs> Edgar has a podcast with uh called The Culture Kings. Yes. And so they are always the ones that are hosting it. And then this time, he just called me up. He was like, hey, can you do this in Spanish? And just like, we're going to promote it. Like, if it's just a regular episode. And then it was just us and me and Wes, a friend of mine, Wes Martinez, was also an improviser, uh, performer at UCB. And we just did it in Spanish. No no, no context. We just started doing it all in Spanish. (laughs) So I don't know how far people got into it. But we did a whole hour of just Spanish uh, improv. I didn't even know that you were fully bilingual. Oh, claro que sí. Wow. Pero claro que sí. I don't know. You Puerto Ricans. ¿Cómo que? Pero yo, si yo soy de la isla. I'm sorry. There's claro. a lot of you in New York that don't know, know. a lick of Spanish. That's true. Bicoso, but I grew up in the island. Bilingual. Yeah. Wait, where in, in the island? Where are you <laughs> Bisexy, from? right? Bisexy. Bisexy. <laughs> Te hablo con las dos lenguas. <laughs> eh... <laughs> Um, de Puerto Rico yo me crié oh mira que I'm just doing it in Spanish uh, just to ahead. prove it eh, de Puerto Rico April me crié okay. yeah. guys don't switch don't turn it off <laughs> eh, Levitown Tuabaja Bayamón I gotta keep saying it until because people don't really know close to San Juan okay um, but yeah me crié en Levitown oh wow <laughs> can you say arroz arroz oh, okay. no but that's in, ca- in calle donde go ajo Can you say yeah. And Carlos, you're getting involved in the podcast game. That is Carlos. absolutely true. Say hey, you know what? It felt like I said it hey, you know, the second you know time, but go hey, ahead. Thank you for that question. That was <laughs> yeah. very well put. Um, <laughs> and a great segue to me talking about, yeah, Spanish to Keep Presents. Uh, we, were, uh, we did a pilot uh, episode back uh, last year, and we just got picked up. So we're going to be in your ears uh, starting July 16th. And so that's a lot of fun, man. We have, we have I think it's going to be fun. And... Um, Am I, am I, is this episode after Frankie? Where we yeah. talk about Frankie yeah. being here? Is yep. that way? Yeah. Actually, he was in our pilot, so you hey. have to play around with that. Synergy! Synergy! From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you for coming here, Carlos. Hey. One time for Carlos Santos, yeah. people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now it's time for the Que Lo Que, presented by Fuchila Fresheners. Easy, you guys. I just changed my socials, guys. You <laughs> did what? Yeah, it's easier now because it used to be my last name, the Santos Cordero, and that's hard. How do you say underscore in Spanish? It's just a lot of questions. Santos underscore. So anyway, I changed it. Now you can find me on Instagram. Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at it's Carlos Santos. Easy. You can find me on Instagram at of course it's Carlos. Oh, nice. okay. And you can find me on Facebook. It's um, obviously Carlos, Carlos Santos. Santos. Yeah. 
comedy, I think. I don't know. But yeah, those are the main ones, I feel like. You could also go to carlosantoscomedy.com, and I think that can lead you to everywhere you want to go. Um, and then what else? My handles, and what else do I talk about? When are we going to see you on Hentified? When oh, well, we're hopefully, out? I'll let you guys know when we get a release date. We're all literally started today, so we're going to be shooting for the next couple months. Uh, the whole season and then we should be hearing hopefully I don't know at the end of the summer when when we get a premiere nice. I'm, I'm stealing about that. someone's Netflix password for that yeah, yeah. alright uh, yeah Jay Ferns on Instagram and Jay underscore Ferns if you're into the Twitter the Twitter world awesome and uh, yeah for me it is Juan Bago on all the platforms um, I want to shout out to all the peoples here in LA, all the Uber drivers. They're so nice. And um, yeah. Okay, great. Please follow me at Rachel La Loca, R A C H E L L A. Loca. Um, I have a few shout outs. So, first of all, we got to shout out our friends over at Yero.com. That's double L E R O.com, the new Zen lifestyle platform for Latino men. They always got big things popping over at Yero.com. So, be sure to just go and do they say log on? Do people still say that? Yeah, log, log on, on yeah. to Yero.com. Yeah, I don't think people say log on anymore. But I'll give you another place to log on to, and that's Fuchi La Freshness. Oh, yeah. Because Fuchi La Freshness now is the presenter of the Que Lo Que segment wow. of the Latinos Out Loud podcast. So big shout out to Fuchila. Guess what, you guys? If you go to Fuchila Freshness, that's F-U-C-H-I-L-A, Freshners.com and you use our code LOL10, you'll get 10% off your purchase of a Fuchila air freshener. Listen, if you got stinky socks or if your man got stinky shoes, <laughs> if you got a car that sometimes maybe you light a joint in and you just want to like get it smelling nice again, you got to go to FuchilaFreshners.com because they have these air fresheners that will take care of your problems. Listen, do you have a friend like Juan Bago who always makes stinky cacas in your bathroom? Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. All Currently at the hotel we're staying in. You see? Just get, you should have brought your Fuchila Freshener, Jamie. I know. Wow, no. Jamie, really, man? You throw me under there? You want me to get you back? They have really cool styles, too. They've got Walter Mercado air fresheners, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez air fresheners, Platanos, the list goes on and on. That's why I like them, because it makes it smell good, but it also looks cool, too. Definitely. They got the Keloke air freshener. Yeah. Listen, just go check them out. Speaking of Keloke. So shout out to them for sponsoring this segment. Go to Fuchila Fresheners and use code LOL10. Thank you so much to everyone for really rolling out the red carpet for the Latinos Out Loud podcast and for Room 28 out here in Los Angeles. The saga continues. Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. Let's keep going. We're going to win the gold. We out here. Shout out to all the Dominicans. Anything else you guys want to say? No. Shout out to Diego again. Thank yes. You, Diego. Diego is the man. Really are the man, Diego. Yo, what's your social? Don't you produce music? Let's let everybody know. Too long. We'll include it in the show notes. <laughs> All right, on that note, we out! Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? Tremenda vaina! Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. 
There have never been more options for your next vehicle, but the right choice has never been clearer. That's because Toyota has a high-performing hybrid built for your exact needs, like the stylish all-new Camry XSE Hybrid and Venza, the spacious Highlander and all-new Sienna with more cargo space, and the fuel-efficient and high-performing RAV4 Hybrid. Toyota hybrids save you time and money, filling up less often at the gas station. And of course, all with 10-year, 150,000-mile warranty on new models. Take the next step. Visit Toyota. Toyota.com slash hybrid or your local Toyota dealership to learn more.